Hello everyone and welcome back to SCADcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm Matt Nickley. When it comes to luxury goods, few brands command the same universal respect as Cartier. For 175 years, it's been the leading house of jewelry and fine accessories. King Edward VII even declared it the jeweler of kings and the king of jewelers, and he wasn't really exaggerating. On a personal note, my dad is a watch fanatic, and his favorite watch isn't even his own. It's the Cartier tank he bought for my mom in the mid-80s, and she still wears it every day. Whenever I hear Cartier, I picture that same watch that I've always seen on her wrist. And that's why it was a privilege when SCAD hosted the president and CEO of Cartier North America, Mercedes Abramo. She is the first ever woman to hold this position, and the first American to hold it in over 30 years. Abramo built her career in retail and hospitality, and today helps maintain the Cartier tradition while fostering its push for modernity. In addition to her day-to-day -day work in strategies and operations, Abramo is also a key figure in the Cartier Women's Initiative, an annual international program that drives change through empowering women entrepreneurs with education, awards, and grants. It's a powerful example of Cartier's global commitment and Abramo's positive outlook. So let's take a peek behind the curtain into the world of Cartier. From SCADcast, this is On Creativity, a conversation between Paula Wallace and Mercedes Abramo. Mercedes, it's a joy to welcome you to On Creativity. SCAD offers the largest jewelry program in the U.S. and the first MFA in accessory design in the world. So thank you for taking the time to visit with some of our students today. Thank you for inviting me, Paula. It's been a pleasure. SCAD is deeply aligned in the most profound ways with Cartier's corporate values of curiosity. That's why we learn. Generosity, sharing knowledge is what we do. Open-mindedness with students from over 100 countries creating 24-7 at SCAD. Respect, rigor, high standards and hard work, and independence. We're a nonprofit, non-public university. Could you expand on some of these values and why and how they are hallmarks at Cartier? Thank you, Paula. Well, again, thank you for inviting me. I would definitely say they come from our founders. You know, we are over a 175-year-old house, or maison, as we say. Mm -hmm. And really, the spirit started with the founding family. The three sons traveled the world in search of inspiration, in search of creativity, and felt they had a sense of, well, first, they had a sense of open-mindedness, of course, to do that at that time, but also to bring back and share all of those treasures that they found and the inspiration they got with the rest of the world. So we feel it's first and foremost reflected in our creations, but then very logical as we grow bigger that we make that part of actually who we are and how we work. Your journey to becoming CEO of Cartier North America is marked by professional experience over the years at some historic luxury leaders, the Ritz-Carlton, Tiffany, Lowe's Hotels. What is it about luxury and hospitality that appeals to you? 
I think I was destined in the beginning to be in a customer facing environment. Mm -hmm. uh, growing up in a family of retailers, so my father and my mother actually both worked at Lord and Taylor when mm -hmm. I was when I was young and really instilled in me that sense of service and of um, collaboration and of hospitality and just being open to others. So I always thought I would work in retail. And at the time, my father said, no, I think maybe you should try something else because the industry is really evolving. And I landed into the hotel business. And I think that was really what launched me on the path that I'm on now, because my first experience was with one of the top hotels, Ritz-Carlton, and learned so much at a very young age on how to be attuned to a customer's needs to try to anticipate, exceed what they're looking for, not just deliver what they're looking for, but exceed their expectations. And that was ingrained in me very early on. And so when I then transitioned into retail, I felt my opportunity then was to bring that sense of experience and hospitality and emotion into the retail setting. So as we discussed, I, we make beautiful creations and that should always be a priority, but you should leave with a memory of the experience that you had with us as well, mm -hmm. as well as have a longstanding relationship with us. So I think it's all intertwined in, in a spirit of hospitality. Yeah, that sense of loyalty to a brand that you find, you know, suits your needs and um, suits your personality. I think most people don't realize that the hotel business, like hospitals, 24-7. Correct. I And my second role with Ritz-Carlton was actually at one of their resort locations. And we really worked 24-7. Yeah. And it, you were there to make their experience and their vacation, their well-earned and, and well-paid-for vacation, <laughs> memorable. Mm -hmm. And so now at Cartier, we really talk about memorable moments. We talk about making that purchase experience memorable, not just for the reason why the client came in. It's usually marking a special occasion or a milestone, but that they remember Cartier is part of that experience as well. I think you do a great job with that. Thank you. I've heard you treasure visiting your retail locations across the continent. What do you want the client to experience? It comes from two places. I think first, as you know, that the French word maison is home. Yes. So we call ourselves a maison because yes. we are the house of Cartier. Mm -hmm. So that spirit of home, of feeling that you're in um, a home of Cartier and wherever that city mm. is. So that involves, of course, hospitality, feeling welcome, feeling understood, feeling known, and then weaving in some local touches. So as, as we move through a global renovation project of all of our boutiques, we're really trying very hard to integrate local touches into our overall design. So whether that's local artists displaying art in the boutique, making sure the client knows that it's Cartier, but also sees a special touch of San Diego, New York, wherever. Um, and of course, our Maison flagship in New York is, is originally was actually a home. Yes. So, so keeping that flavor going that you feel like you're welcomed, first and foremost, our priority. Mm -hmm. And that everyone is welcome. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, uh, your retail associates are also historians um, sharing stories behind some of these different pieces like the tank watch or the Trinity Ring. Do you find the history of the Maison is very important to um, current clients and you know younger clientele? Yes, I think it's actually important to all of them. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's our job to keep that history alive, to keep those stories going, to have our sales associates share those stories. I find with each new client and each new generation, stories that we think that everyone knows, they're still not maybe as well known as we thought. So for example, the flagship in New York, being an original home, was traded for a strand of pearls, natural pearls. 
and $100. So that's a story that we love to tell. Very easy for our teams to, to remember, but it's it's unique. It's unique to the Cardia flagship in New York. Um, and it's a story that people come back, once they know it, they love repeating it to everyone. Yeah, it's wonderful. Then you have a lot of ambassadors repeating Correct. the stories. I never knew the tank watch. I'd always heard the tank watch, but until I was doing research for prior to your visit, I didn't realize it was actually a tank. It was Correct. based on or inspired by an actual tank. Correct, because <laughs> it was designed right in the middle of when World War One was happening. So that's exactly where it was inspired from. And we do try to take as much inspiration from what's going on in the world at the time. And now that we have such a rich archives, we go back into those archives as well to see how to reinterpret what was designed then into maybe a new collection. And, and anything that's really new, we always like to have touches that remind us of previous collections so that a true connoisseur of our Maison would know this is Cartier the minute they see it. Mm -hmm. That's what you want. Yes. The Cartier Women's Initiative has been awarding significant honorariums since 2006. Can you share some impact and success stories uh, from past recipients? Thank you. Well, we have actually, um, it's been wonderful, and it's something that we can't even believe ourselves how, how long it's been. We have funded um, over 250 businesses um, in many, many countries, um, and we have restarted um, careers of people who went on to second businesses. They have their first um, idea on how they want to make social impact and we're there to help them. The, what I think is unique about our program is not the amount of money that we're investing, but the full ecosystem of support that we give. Mm -hmm. So we give the coaching, we give mentors, we give a class on social entrepreneurship to them at a university in Europe, and we really keep them part of our community mm -hmm. going forward. And, and I think we all know that there's always challenges with women getting access to capital, but there's even more challenges with women getting access to networks. So our goal has been all along to create a new network for them. Critically important. It affects entire families. Correct. Correct. And, and cities, cities and, and, and ecosystems because, you know, it's a global program. So some of the challenges that they're solving in parts of Asia or Sub-Saharan Africa really are impacting a whole community with their solution. Mm -hmm. You know, a simple one that that was early on in my, my time as, as CEO was a water conservation system actually in Texas. It was created by an entrepreneur who thought, okay, we're, we're using too much water as mm -hmm. we are going through our daily mm -hmm. um process mm -hmm. and she figured out how to use less water in homes through both the the wastewater function as well as clean water in those homes and she's she started very small and we gave her the seed capital and now it's it's across it's across the US and and going global as well. So important. Doesn't yes. that make you feel great? It does. It does. <laughs> I believe that half of Cartier's managing directors around the globe are women. Cartier is known as the jeweler of kings and the king of jewelers, but women reign, right? Yes. <laughs> Yes, that's true. And and really, we, we, we are very proud of the fact that in the last few years, we've, we've reached that 50% milestone. Yeah. Um, we are fortunate that we have a lot of women at all levels of the organization. A lot of our store managers, a lot of um, my leadership team are women. Mm -hmm. um, but get, reaching that milestone at the country manager level globally has been a, a wonderful achievement for mm -hmm. all of us. And and it's important for us that we, we show that all types of leaders with all backgrounds um, can achieve success. Yes, your clients are from... Of course, Africa. of course. So how have women influenced the Maison? I know you've had some famous designers, yes. but also in other ways. 
Well, our, originally our first creative director was Jean Toussaint. And so, so she was sort of the original inspiration and muse. So obviously her coming into the fold was important in terms of us really understanding the, the female aesthetic. But of course, it's our clients are a, are a lot of that. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, as you said earlier, we are a female jeweler. We're a feminine jeweler. Mm -hmm. We make wonderful designs for men as well. Yes. But having our clients tell us what they're looking for and also represent us. It's wonderful to see all types of women wearing our creations mm -hmm. um, from all nationalities, all walks of life. And then our, our internal team. They're always telling us what is what is new, what we should be inspired by. And, and we use that to, to plan the future. Mm -hmm. Speaking of bold and fearless women, in 1953, Marilyn Monroe proclaimed Cartier diamonds are a girl's best friend. Do diamonds still rule in 2022? Um, I wonder, or is there an heir apparent among other gemstones that you see coming along that people are requesting or favoring? Well, diamonds is still in, in, in North America, and I think in a lot of parts of the world, the diamond is still the symbol for an engagement ring. So mm -hmm. it's still there. It's still something that people um, desire. Um, but a lot of colored gemstones are coming along as well. And, and are really people are getting more intrigued about having something different, um, sapphires, emeralds, colored gemstones like uh, aquamarine and um, tourmaline. You know, all sorts of color is really getting more and more into the, to the interest of, of the current times. Mm -hmm. And maybe post-pandemic, too, people yes. are looking for color. Yes, happiness and beauty. <laughs> mm -hmm. You undoubtedly studied Cartier clients extensively. What do they value most, like investment, adornment, milestone occasion? Why do they choose Cartier? Well, it's everything you just said. And um, I mean, it's, it, it's very individual and very personal. And I think that that's what we're trying to make sure that we know about each client. Why are they looking for something? Is it a milestone? Is it a self-purchase? Is it I want to reward myself yeah. for something? Mm -hmm. um, sometimes investment depends on the client. Mm -hmm. um, but I think first and foremost is about beauty. It's about mm -hmm. design. And I, our clients tell us that they look for something that is different, that you mentioned it, bold, a little mm -hmm. bit different, but is, and is modern today, but will still be modern 20 and 30 years from yeah, now. Yeah, classic they, timelessness. Correct. Mm -hmm. and, and yet with an edge to it as well. Yeah. So we always want to make sure that we have something that is a little bit different that mm -hmm. not everyone will have. Mm -hmm. What's the story behind the love bracelet? Wonderful story. It was actually created in New York in our New York workshop. So in the in the late 1960s and early 1970s, we had a workshop there that created a lot of new designs. So we're really proud of the fact actually the love bracelet started in New York. Yay. And it was always um, supposed to be sort of a contract between a couple, you know, giving the love bracelet as an expression of love and it was locked on your arm. Yes. What we love now is that all sorts of expression of love are mm -hmm. why people are, are picking mm -hmm. that bracelet. And it is, it's truly become a very strong icon for the Maison. Very strong. Stepping into the luxury boutique is the meet cute, as they say in rom-coms. So does that mean that this red jewel box is kind of like the proposal? I wonder, how does this iconic representation symbolize the emotional connection with the client? Well, I think for us, um, I mean, red is a strong color. It it's is. the symbol of the heart. It's a symbol of passion, of love. Celebratory. Celebratory. So for us, it is the perfect color. It aligns completely with who we are. And, mm -hmm. and we feel very strongly that that the sort of the passion part of red. And that mm -hmm. is very, very much in who we are. It's not a subtle, it's not a subtle color. It's not a soft. It's a very strong color.
No, you know, it's special. I mean, you anticipate, yes. and that's all part of it. Like, what is going to be in here? That's amazing. <laughs> Cartier's commitment to the arts includes Fondation Cartier in Paris. Fine art of any era has always been a considerable inspiration for designers, of course, but I also find it can influence executives, too. Yes, very much so. I think living in a, we're, we're, we're running a business, but we're living in a creative world, and we need to continue to be inspired. Um, to your point, we have our foundation. It's over 30 years old that is based in Paris, but now the, the collections are starting to travel, so oh, that's exciting. We're going to have a few in, in the U.S. in the coming years, especially in these recent times we we're looking for beauty and inspiration everywhere. And, and we say that as leaders and as custodians of this legacy of Cartier right now, we need to, to um, inspire ourselves along the way. So I'm happy that we have that opportunity with the work that we're doing. Mm -hmm. But you know, coming to places like SCAD, do that, do that for me as well, and making sure that I can get my team exposed to all sorts of things outside of what we're doing internally as well. Cartier stands on a marvelous history, and your clients are always enthralled by what's next. So I'm wondering, what are some plans for your innovative uh, connections with clients? Um, and what, what have you been doing during the pandemic? So I heard you've been making house calls, Mercedes. Yes, <laughs> we've been doing a number of things. Um, we Like everyone, we had to turn quickly during the pandemic. That's very to, special. Yes, it is. And I think it was a testament to our relationships that we already had with our clients that we reached out in the beginning and said, how can we serve you? You know, certainly checking on everyone's health and welfare, but then how can yes. we make your, your day happier right now when the mm -hmm. world is, is in such turmoil? Some clients said, oh, I want to see jewelry. <laughs> So, you know, in, as long as the client was um, willing and we were willing and in a safe way, we went to their house. Um, you know, of course, we do that for, for a lot of our top, top clients. We did a lot on um, technology, we did a lot of showings on Zoom and on FaceTime. Um, we did appointment based. Once our stores were able to be open again, we did an appointment based process that, you know, asked clients to reserve ahead of time, which I thought would stay as just a pandemic process, but it turns out the clients really enjoy it because we're able to do some pre-clienteling ahead of time to understand what are you looking for and make sure we have what you're looking for with us to show you. So you come in knowing, A, you're in a safe environment that's, that's you know, not too crowded, but B, we have a variety of what you're looking for. So I think that that will stay. We, we st now we allow walk-ins like we used to, but keeping the mix of the two is really important. And then the last thing we did that was really, I think, a one-time thing, but it, it was, I think, uniquely Cartier, is in December of 2020, when we would normally have a holiday event in some of our stores and invite our clients in for a celebratory cocktail, mm -hmm. we created actually a television show that we filmed in the mansion in New York. It was just myself and a few other people, one at a time, with a film crew. Mm -hmm. So we delivered it to our clients in their homes through a special channel, but it made them feel like they were attending a holiday party in Wonderful. our store. Sent them lovely gift baskets at home to enjoy, Cartier champagne, and they all said it was amazing because they felt special. And it was a small group of people that were invited to that, relatively mm -hmm. small. And, and you know, it's, it's those unique touches that mm -hmm. we try to make very Cartier experiences. Mm -hmm. The other thing we did this past year was Normally, our high jewelry events will launch in a big way in a city with a big event. 
private appointments. We couldn't do that due to the mm -hmm. pandemic. Mm -hmm. So we brought small groups of people to very isolated locations and did mm. very small events. Like Jackson Hole? Exactly. Oh. Like that. Exactly. Did you use we did actually use Jackson Hole? Oh, exactly. <laughs> no, we did actually. Yes. So that was an example. So we brought them to a place where everyone felt comfortable. It was open. And so I think sort of that even more intimate formats will continue. Mm -hmm. I do think that as we get past this, this crisis, people will be interested in going back to some, some bigger events as well. Mm -hmm. um, but it's all about personalization for us. It's about anticipating, like I said, and, mm -hmm. and kind of exceeding what they're looking for and doing something different. Exceeding what they're looking for. Exactly. It's surprise and delight. Right. And if we know them well enough, we can weave together, oh, you know what? She likes this, so mm -hmm. she may like that. Mm -hmm. I think the private appointments are really great use of the client's time and also the staff's time. Right. And of course, like everyone, we have a, a robust e-commerce business that mm -hmm. continued to grow during the pandemic. So mm -hmm. if you already know what you want, mm -hmm. that's an option as well. Mm-hmm. I know women are buying more jewelry for themselves these days, but tell me the truth, Mercedes. Do most women really want to be surprised with an important piece of jewelry, or do they want to have a hand in selecting it? I would say it's the latter. More and more, <laughs> they want a hand. But what's funny, and my husband will say that, is that it's hard for you to have a hand in it and be surprised. So, <laughs> so a lot of women we see are giving hints, yeah. coming in and sort of pre-looking, and we... Do our, Isn't that pretty? <laughs> yeah, we're doing and we're doing our best to help them. So if they've come in on their own and worked with one of our team, we'll send them a wish list that they can conveniently send to the person who's buying it for them mm -hmm. as ideas. Tuck under um, a pillow. Yes. But of course, we are still having a lot of self-purchasing. I yeah. would say more and more as women are in successful positions and they worked hard, they want to, you know, Why not? they don't need to wait for someone to gift it mm -hmm. to them. They want to buy it for themselves. Mm -hmm. Mercedes, I am a true admirer of yours. Your commitment to the arts and the people is a compelling story that needs to be shared. And I'm so glad that you shared it with me today. Thank you, Paula. I hope you enjoyed hearing from Mercedes Abramo. I highly recommend visiting CartierWomensInitiative.com to learn more about the honorees, their businesses, and all the ways Cartier is driving change around the world. Thank you for tuning in to SCADcast and On Creativity, executive produced and hosted by SCAD president and founder Paula Wallace, with original music by SCAD alumnus George Lovett. We'll see you next week.